This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mully and Hall. Live and local, Chicago sports talk for your morning on 670 The Score. For this one, for this NFC Championship game, the Buccaneers have beaten the Packers. Tom Brady has beaten Aaron Rodgers. And Tom Brady will take the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl for the first time in 18 years. And as Kurt Warner just said, this is the 10th Super Bowl in Tom Brady's Hall of Fame career. And the final is in. Buccaneers 31, the Packers 26. Packers suck. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Our thanks to the fine folks at Westwood 1. There you heard Kevin Harlan with the final call of the NFC Championship game. And, of course, the uh, – uh, the Bucks, uh, an upset winner, as they had been the week before at Orleans, and then they go into Green Bay, and now they're at home. Yeah, it's the first ever Super Bowl where the home team is actually in their home stadium. It's never happened before. I'm not even sure it's an advantage, David. It's uh, it's kind of bizarre to to not be sure of that. Yeah, I don't know it'll be an advantage either just because it's going to be one-third capacity and it won't be a factor as much as you think. It will. Did it help them being able to sleep in their own beds this uh, long and stay at home and, and whatever in terms of preparation perhaps? But I think it's going to be negligible uh, more so than in, in normal years. And the irony to me is that um, the Bucks went on the road three straight weeks in the playoffs and they won three straight times on the road for the ver- for the right to play at home in the biggest game of them all. And it might not matter. You know, they do all the dirty work and they do the things. They, they beat the odds. I, I think that, yeah, you, you have Tom Brady. You always feel like you have a chance. But I'm surprised the Bucks are here. I didn't think they would go through the gauntlet of all the road games and, and win every one of them and still be in the Super Bowl. I thought it was going to be the Packers. I thought it was going to be Rodgers. The MVP, uh, and by the way, congratulations to Aaron Rodgers on his engagement. He broke that news last night. I thought it was going to be the Packers and Rodgers, too, against Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, no, here we are with a matchup every bit is intriguing. And we should let our uh, our listeners know, anyone who has tuned in, we should let you know that it is Mully and Hall. It's not a weekday morning. Do not rush into work. <laughs> you are not imagining things we are doing <laughs> An emergency Super Bowl broadcast, and we'll be with you for You haven't overslept. Hour. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't want you to drop your glass. Uh, no. We are, we are here to celebrate 
the big game at the end of the year. That's actually from the XFL. No, we're here to celebrate the Super Bowl, and we're we're having some fun with it, and we're going to be with you for another hour. And, yes, we're aware that the Bears may well indeed make a huge trade for Carson Wentz, and we have very strong opinions on that, but we also doubt that that will happen today given the fact that the NFL likes their Super Bowl to be the only show in town and they would probably discourage uh, the Eagles and the Bears from making any kind of deal, and we don't even know that that's going to happen. It has been rumored, widely rumored. So, the, and, David, I know you've been hearing from everyone. I got a call from uh, a former NFL coach who was on the golf tee, uh, and it just wanted me to know that the deal hadn't been consummated yet, but that the Bears were offering more than anyone else at this point. Wow. That's quite a nugget. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either because of the situation they're in. And we will talk about it in the morning, and we will address whether or not uh, the, the compensation should involve more than one draft, first-round draft pick or not. I think you have to remember, as you go on to Twitter and everybody wants to share their feelings and vent their emotions and, and evaluate this before it happens, and all these proposed rumored packages of you know guys that uh, may or may not be included in the deal – Everything involves how desperate are you as a football team to get a quarterback that you consider an upgrade, and you have to start there. And then once you start there, everything else will follow. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. And basically what you're saying that it won't happen because of the big game. So when this story breaks tonight at 9.47 p.m., I'll remember that you warned us to wait until after the game, and then it will happen. Then we'll have, hey, we'll be here at 5 a.m. to break it down if that happens. So, yeah, that definitely join us in the morning. We'll be here at 5 a.m. to break it down if it doesn't happen. So no <laughs> yes, matter, right. no matter what happens, we'll be here. Uh, we should let you know, and David pointed it out, that there will be a crowd at the game today. There are 22,000 fans that are paying top dollar, including, as you mentioned, 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers that have been invited free of charge. The majority of the vaccinated healthcare workers, I can't speak for the other two-thirds of the fans in attendance. But of that group, the majority of them are from Florida, from the Tampa-St. Pete area. So presumably they are fans of that team. So you would imagine that there will be a bias to the crowd uh, in some form. But again, it is, uh, it is a limited crowd. We are playing the game in a pandemic. And, big and... Not only have the um, have the Niners uh, uh, Niners, not only have the Bucks been at home all week, but so have the Chiefs. They came in yesterday, and David mm-hmm. referenced the hotel that they're staying at. Um, they're not staying there very long. It's not like a normal uh, Super Bowl. Our buddy Sam Farmer, who's down there, described it as going into like it's as if a neutron bomb had dropped. There's all of the Super Bowl signage and all of the uh, the stuff you usually see, but there's nobody there. And uh, very peculiar to be working with a very limited number of reporters, Sam being one of 20, he said, that were actually invited to Roger Goodell's news conference on Thursday. Uh, kind of funny to think of the oddity that is this Super Bowl, but they've pulled it off. 
the weekend's going to do his thing, right? So you would imagine they'll have some vaccinated people fake cheering for him. You would think halftime. that, yeah. yeah. You would yeah. hope that, that that tradition is alive and well, and that will go off uh, without a hitch, we hope. And we hope that everything goes well with the anthem and all of the pomp and circumstance and ceremony. Molly, the, the, one of the coolest stories to me, of the week involves the 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers who actually will be in person. That was a nice touch by the NFL, but I loved seeing a guy that is, you know, frankly been, been uh, the easy uh, punchline in recent years, Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner and a guy that gets a lot of, you know, criticism. and, And he lent his private jet to fly down about 80, uh, of those vaccinated healthcare workers from the Northeast on the Patriots team plane. And and that was a nice gesture, a cool, I know he can afford it, and I know it's not that big of a deal probably to a guy like Robert Kraft, but the thrill that he provided for all those people and the 7,500 people who will get, you know, the, the experience of a lifetime today, that is that that is a, a benefit of having the, the big game on this stage. And, and you know, they're not going to be, a stadium full of fans, and that is for the best for everyone's health and safety. But the ones who are vaccinated, good for them to be there, and they're going to get the most out of this experience. Well, we know from earlier in the week that Tom Brady Sr. told us uh, how close uh, Robert Kraft and Tom are and remain, and um, and Bill Belichick's job's under pressure because of Tom. <laughs> yeah, he's on the hot seat. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tom's dad. Yeah, there, there's a couple things that I hope don't happen post-game today if the Bucks win. And, and the Bucks still could win, but there's a couple things I hope don't happen. Number one, I hope that we don't revisit this whole Brady versus Belichick issue. I think that's been exhausted. Tom is in the Super Bowl. Bill is at home presumably watching tonight, probably not watching tonight. He might be watching PBS tonight. Who knows? But I hope that doesn't happen. Brady versus Belichick. The debate continues. I think it's over for now. And the other thing is, and this is probably more of a selfish thing. This may sound kind of mean, but I hope Antonio Brown doesn't somehow get into the spotlight and is the MVP or makes a big play or has anything to do with any sort of buck success. That would make me a little bit uncomfortable and queasy. Wow. Wow, there's a lot there. They, I mean, you just throw that in. That's like, hey, well, that's a nice hand grenade on the floor there, madam. Ah, run. Um, but you know yeah. why. I just, well, I, why. I know why. I know what you're saying, and I get all of it. Um, it's, uh, I, I would say, I would, I, would put the, I would put the percentage at like 85-15 on those two things happening. It might even be 93-7. to seven. There's no way. We're not going to hear about Brady Belichick. There's no way that Belichick's name will not come up on this broadcast. And uh, I, I would imagine it's going to be difficult uh, with his uh, bum leg for, uh, for the, uh, the aforementioned player to have a big impact in the game. So you can rest easy on one. The other okay. is bound. Don't you think it's bound to happen? Just I, yeah, go through that. Probably so. I don't want that to take the focus because if Tom Brady is able to win tonight and the Bucks are able to celebrate and they all that comes with that reality, I think there are s- several more compelling points of conversation, sources of, of discussion or debate than whether or not Tom Brady's legacy is enhanced more than Bill Belichick's this year. I, I just don't know that. I understand why. And look, look, you spent 20 years with the guy and you build one of the greatest dynasties in NFL history. You're always forever going to be linked. So your actions and 
and uh, are going to be connected. But I, I don't know. I, I would hope that there is, are other things that we discuss first. If, if indeed uh, Brady leads a victory tonight, would mm-hmm. you be satisfied if it was just like a giant graphic that had Brady – greater than sign Belichick. Can we just do that? <laughs> you know that's going to happen. <laughs> so you you have some fun stats. You you have uh, oh, broken yeah. down some – Yeah, I want to well, hear this. You know, Three I, of the I greatest stats at, in Super Bowl history, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we have focused on this week, I think, in the buildup, and you, you hit the high points. Everybody sort of focuses on – you know, the, the gimmies, and I think that's understandable. But I think a couple of things stood out to me that I think need a little more attention. And I think number one starts with Brady. And this is maybe maybe this has gotten a lot of attention, but it's remarkable to me nonetheless. If the Bucks get inside the 20, if the Bucks get inside the 20, they, they have to feel very good about finishing with a touchdown, and they feel aggressive in trusting the quarterback because Tom Brady has 36 touchdowns without a pick in the red zone this year. Okay, 36, according to Pro Football Focus, 36 touchdowns, no interceptions. That, to me, I may have heard it alluded to. I may have heard it discussed. But that's still unbelievable efficiency in the red zone that you can trust if they get down there. You know how smart you have to be with the football to have 36 to 0 TD to interception ratio in the red zone? Yeah, it's an awful good statistic. tells you a lot about him when it matters most. The second thing is that we haven't even discussed the kickers, and you know why. And I, I, I welcome that. I welcome that trend toward ignoring kickers. Okay, I'm not a big kicker guy, as you're you well know. You're not going to give me a kicker stat. I, this, I am. This I flies am. in the face of everything I know. you're about. I know, but I, I know my football sensibilities are already offended that I'm acknowledging this. But there have been 11, 11 missed extra points between the two kickers today, Harrison Butker and Ryan Suckup. They have missed 11 PATs, six for Butker, five for Suckup. These guys in this game, especially with all the numbers and all the squares and all the, all the, all the things that could be affected by a missed extra point, not to mention the, the championship of the league, 11 extra points between two kickers who should be on the two best teams in the respective conferences. To me, I haven't heard a lot of discussion about the kickers maybe potentially blowing it in Scott Norwood fashion by missing an extra point. That would be remarkable if that happens. Well, I know that you know that I'm all over this. And if you head to BetRivers.com, go get their app today. BetRivers has a bet up in honor of Cody Parkey and the Bears in the playoffs, not for a double doink, but any kind of doink. You get big action, big money on any kick that happens to doink. It's called the Mulligan bet. Get it? My yes, name's Mulligan. It's a golf yes. term. Mulligan. Huh? I think it's going to happen too, Molly. Let's get down on that. Let's get I down even smart more money on that. Because these kickers, I don't trust either one of them now. Because I saw that, I'm like, yes, you got to be kidding me. All right, and then the final one, I think, is, is probably big picture. But why I believe it actually works in the Chiefs' favor and why I ultimately will pick the Chiefs to win this game, I don't think a, a close game is going to scare the Chiefs despite how dominant they are perceived and how really – explosive they are I don't think that because if they get in a close game the fear sometimes is oh they're not gonna be able to handle that they never come from behind or they haven't done this or haven't they done that since since November 8th 
they've won nine games. You know, they lost the finale to, you know, when they weren't playing everybody. But in the nine victories since November 8th, the second half of the season, essentially, they've won those games by an average of five points. And that's including last the the Bills' 14-point kind of blowout, which felt like a blowout. So before that, it was an average of four points. The, the point is, is that if they are in a one-possession, down-to-the-wire game, they're not going to flinch because they haven't been there before. That's the way they've they've made a living in the second half of the season. So a great team has gotten that way, has become that great by being able to handle adversity that not a lot of great teams have to deal with. So I trust them in a close game to find a way because they have found a way before. Huh. I'd say someone's doing their research. All right. <laughs> We're going to – very well done, David. Fun statistics and good ones to pick apart. We're going to take a moment. We'll bring you Joe Fortenbaugh. We talk to Joe every Friday. We've done so for, oh, hundreds of thousands of years, as long as Tom Brady's been playing. That's not true. <laughs> At any rate, uh, Joe is our man in Vegas, and he has uh, – unbelievable information and great ideas for different prop bets. So before you run out to uh, or run to Bet Rivers to put down your uh, your bet on the Mully Gan, the, uh, the wonderful doinking of uh, field goal attempts, which do- does appeal to you, David. I know you hate kickers. It does. Uh, yes, and we will, we will uh, play you some of Joe from Friday. We'll give you his prop bets. A lot of fun stuff here, and the man – does an unbelievable amount of research. We will have that for you next as you arm yourself for information to give to the people you watch the game with, even if it's just two of your closest children. It's Mully and Hall. It's Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 the score. <laughs> what a pleasant amount of music for Joe Fortball. What? what? Uh, Joe, David, as you well know, is our man in the desert. We talk to Joe on Fridays. We break down all of the games all through the football season, and he has a very special amount of information for us as we get to the end of the year. Let's take a listen to everything that Joe knows and believes. Let's do side and total first, and then we can start looking at some props. As for the side, we'll just come right out and talk about it. Uh, Kansas City's currently laying three. You know, we talked about this a bit last week. We're seeing the same thing with Tampa Bay throughout the playoffs. Uh, A sophisticated group comes in, bets Tampa early, and then bets them again late. Against the Saints, New Orleans was a a four-point favorite. It immediately got bet down to three. Then it got knocked down to two and a half on game day. Tampa Bay wins, Tampa Bay covers. Against Green Bay, it was something similar. Uh, Green Bay was sitting there as a four-point favorite. It gets knocked down to three-and-a-half. Then it gets knocked down to three. And we saw all the three-and-a-halves on this game evaporate immediately, and it's been sitting at three ever since. So I think the professionals want to get in on this game at Tampa Bay plus three-and-a-half. You can understand the reasons, Brady, the defense, all that good stuff. I think the public is going to be all over Kansas City. It feels like it's going to sit three all the way through the weekend. It's been heavily juiced, but it's the most key number in football betting. So I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of action one way or another that swings this off. I think the bookmakers might be content to deal three here. Personally, I am going to be playing the Chiefs in this game. Um, There are a variety of reasons. I think they can win it from any way on the field. Uh, They can win from in front. They can win from in behind. We've seen it in in the playoffs throughout the last two years. These guys, no matter how much they get down, 
They're never out of it. I worry about that for Tampa Bay. They've got a banged-up secondary. Both safeties have been hurt. They're not going to be 100% if they're able to play. You've got a young secondary. Even if they play between all the corners and the safeties, three years or less in the league. That's not exactly a warm security blanket at night when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes in this passing attack. So I see if Tampa Bay gets down in this game like they did during the regular season. Remember, those five regular season losses, they were trailing at the half by a combined score of 99-41. to That's an average of 11 points per game. That was against playoff teams. The Bears were one of them. Two games against the Saints, Kansas City, the Rams. Those were tough, tough outs, and those teams pushed them at the half, and they weren't able to bounce back. Now, that, means, that doesn't mean they never came back, but against good teams, they struggled there. And if Kansas City gets up on you, watch out. So ultimately for the side, I'm going to play the Chiefs in this game. It's not a bet I love. I wouldn't come out and say it's my favorite bet of the entire Super Bowl, but I'm going to lay the three with Kansas City. For the total, it's still sitting at 56. This is a big number, a real big number. And there's some talk now that you've got to keep an eye on the forecast here. Tampa's supposed to get some rain on Saturday. They're supposed to get some rain Sunday morning. They could get some rain around kickoff. I haven't seen anything yet that would lead me to believe this is going to be a big problem. But yesterday when the report started surfacing of the weather, you saw the total go from 56 down to 55-and-a-half at a couple different shops. It was very quickly bet back up. But rule number one of Super Bowl betting when it comes to the total, if you like the under, you can wait until the weekend. The public is going to bet the over. The public does not want to bet against scoring. So if you're an under better, if you like this game under, whether or not, you can wait until this weekend. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point starting Saturday, based on this forecast, sharp money gets involved in the under. Kansas City's defense dramatically underrated, okay, much better than anyone's giving them credit for. And yet, we saw what they did in a tough spot against Cleveland. We saw what they did last week against that high-powered Bills offense. You know, Josh Allen threw for like 234 yards in that game despite throwing it almost 50 times. So this isn't a position I'm going to take. I really don't like the total here. It kind of feels like one of those games where I don't want to bet against scoring, but if I do, I'm going to be wrong because we're asking for a lot of points with some good defenses. So that's ultimately a pass for me. I just wanted to lay it out for you. Now, as we transition to the props, let's start with the first touchdown prop. I like to play a first touchdown for each team. All right, no matter how I see the game going, I want some action on both sides. I'm going to start with Tampa Bay, and I'm going to play Rob Gronkowski at 18-1. to 1, All right, wow. Kansas City this season has given up the eighth most receptions to opposing tight ends, the fifth most receiving yards to opposing tight ends, the seventh most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. Translation, they struggle to defend the tight end position. And as a result, that's going to give Gronk some opportunity, who just so happens to rank second on the Tampa Bay roster in red zone targets. Lots of attention on Antonio Brown, on Mike Evans, on Chris Godwin. Gronk, who knows if this is going to be the final game. You know, I don't think we're talking about that at all, that he could go right back into retirement after this game on Sunday. The guy's pretty beat up physically, comes back, tries to help Brady win another Super Bowl, and then he goes into retirement. I think he's in for an interesting day. So I'll throw another prop on top of that. Gronk over 29.5 receiving yards. I'm going to play him at 18-1 to to score the first touchdown. I'm also going to play him over 29.5 receiving yards for all the reasons I just laid out. On the Kansas City side of the equation, I'm going to play Sammy Watkins at 20-1 to to score the first touchdown. And if it's mm. Watkins or Miko Hardman, it's not going to be a complete surprise for me. Remember something, Tyreek Hill absolutely shredded the Tampa Bay defense in that first quarter when they met back in Week 12. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, adjusted his defense. All right, He went out, 
He changed away from man, man coverage, and in the next three quarters, Hill only caught six passes. Now, he still had a big game after that regardless, but the adjustments were critical. There's no way they're going to let Tyreek Hill destroy them in this game. That doesn't mean they're going to shut him down, but they're not going to let him destroy him. That opens up the field for Travis Kelsey, who's going to command a lot of attention as well. But after those two guys, I could see Watkins having a big game. I could see Mikko Hardman having a big game because of the opportunity out there with not much attention being paid to them. So Sammy Watkins' first touchdown, 20-1, to is something I'm going to play. As we move into the props, here's where we stand with the quarterbacks. Probably my favorite bet of the entire Super Bowl, as of right now, is going to be Patrick Mahomes over 40-and-a-half passing attempts. That's passing attempts. He averaged 39 per game during the regular season. So we're not asking him to do a whole lot more here, all right? He threw it 49 times against Tampa in Week 12, and that was despite a 17-0 lead after the first quarter, a 20-7 lead at the half, and a two-score lead in the fourth quarter. Whether they were up or not, he was throwing the football in that game. And that's what I see happening here as well. Tampa Bay ranks first in opponent yards per carry. They're very good against the run. Kansas City wants to run. They're going to want to establish it. I don't see them having a lot of success with it. And I think if ultimately this game's going to come down to one thing, put the, put the game on the $500 million right arm of Patrick Mahomes. Over 40-and-a-half passing attempts for Mahomes. Now, conversely, I'm going to play Brady under 39 and a half passing attempts whether he's trailing or not and unless it's an absolute blowout then i'm going to be wrong here but i don't see that happening i don't think brady's going to need to throw the ball 40 times in this game this is a mark he only hit nine of 19 times this season okay but more importantly i want you to look at kansas city in in 18 football games this year they only had five quarterbacks throw the ball 40 or more times against them only five times and in those five games, Kansas City had a two-score lead or greater with plenty of time left on the clock every single time. Obviously what that means is that these quarterbacks are playing in garbage time. They're throwing every single down, trying to catch up in these games. Again, I don't see that being the case for Tampa. I don't like them to win the game, but I don't think they're going to be down 31 points in the second half throwing the ball all over the lot. Even if they are, Kansas City is going to run the ball, try to grind down the clock. Not an ideal scenario, but Brady under 39.5 passing attempts. Darryl Williams, Kansas City running back, under two and a half receptions. You're going to lay a little bit of juice here in this situation, but Williams' workload, his usage rate, his snaps, whatever you want to call it, went down dramatically when Clyde Edwards-Elair returned to the lineup last week. He went from somewhere around 80% of the snaps against um, Cleveland. It dropped down to 49% in that neighborhood against Buffalo. Elair is going to come into the game. He's going to catch passes out of backfield. He's going to run the ball. You might also have Le'Veon Bell involved in this situation. I like Darrell Williams. He could make some big plays here. I don't think he's going to see enough targets. In fact, against Buffalo, he was only targeted one time with one reception, whereas the game before that targeted four times with four receptions. Clyde edwards Elair is going to be the feature back in the passing game. We're going to play under two-and-a-half receptions, Darrell Williams. Tom Brady, this is going to be one I'm sweating the whole game. If you're looking for a good sweat, Tom Brady over half a rushing yard. All right, half a rushing yard. We just need one. Brady is averaging three rushing yards per Super Bowl appearance. That has nothing to do with this game. Obviously, we can't look at that and put a lot of weight on it. I just think it's a fun fact. Ultimately, here's how I see it. Okay, this is plus money, too. It's plus 140. So $100 bet returns 140 bucks. Brady's the master at rushing up to the line of scrimmage on third and one, fourth and one, and sneaking the ball while the opposing defense is out of position. 
All right? I see that happening at least once or twice in this game. Sacks count against your passing yards, so we don't have to worry about that. The only thing we have to worry about is the dreaded kneel down. And like I said earlier, I think Kansas City wins the game, so Brady's not going to be kneeling down late. So I'm going to go ahead and play over half a rushing yard. Primary reason I'm doing this, I think I really look forward to this sweat. Like, this is the one I think I'm going to be sweating the most, waiting for him to get that sneak, and then hoping there's no kneel down or botched fumble or whatever in the backfield. So that I, this is more of a degenerate special. Keep that in mind as you're making the wager. <laughs> First penalty on the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I really dug into this. I don't think the NFL – wants everyone on Monday morning talking about a ref show for the Super Bowl, right? And we've seen that the last few years, the refs let him play. And we saw it specifically in the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. They weren't blowing the whistle for anything in that scenario. I think the same thing's going to happen here. Not as dramatic as the NFC Championship, but I think we're going to see the refs swallow the whistle for a little bit. That means uh, offensive pass interference, defensive pass interference, and offensive holding. But they can't swallow the whistle on a false start. And Kansas City had the fourth most false starts this season. Tampa Bay was tied for 23rd in false starts. And when you look overall at penalties, Kansas City was the fourth most penalized team. Tampa Bay was 20th. So at plus 115, I'm going to play Kansas City to commit the first penalty. And then finally, as of right now, I'm sure as a degen, I'm going to go out there and add some more before we get to the actual game. I'm going to play Kansas City to have the longest kickoff return in this game. The longest amount of yards on the kickoff return, that's also plus money. Tampa Bay only recorded touchbacks on 74% of their kicks this year. So that means there's more opportunity for Kansas City to bring it out. Meanwhile, Kansas City got touchbacks on 84% of their kickoffs. That's a dramatic swing right there. So I'm going to go ahead, and this one's kind of just for fun as well, Kansas City with the longest kickoff return in this game, plus 115. So as we find ourselves up against it, here's the rundown. Kansas City minus three. First touchdown, Rob Gronkowski, 18-1. to First touchdown, Sammy Watkins, 20-1. to Mahomes over, 40-and-a-half passing attempts. Brady under, 39-and-a-half passing attempts. Darrell Williams under, 2-and-a-half receptions. Rob Gronkowski over, 29-and-a-half receiving yards. Tom Brady over, half a rushing yard. First penalty on Kansas City. Longest kickoff return to Kansas City. And then a couple MVP plays. If you don't want to lay the spread, play Patrick Mahomes at minus 120, right? The money line for this game is Kansas City minus 165. So if you think Kansas City wins, there's a really good shot Mahomes wins the MVP. You could just play it that way for a cheaper price at Mahomes minus 120. I also like Devin White as a long shot for the Bucks. 60-1. to one. Remember, if Tampa wins this game, they're going to have to make some big plays on defense. I'll roll the dice with a guy like Devin White at 60-1. to one. Oh, my God, Joe. That, that is great stuff. Like one of the greatest performances in history. You are. Uh, I can uh, imagine you guys don't even have your pants on right now. <laughs> I'm, hey, I, I'm, I'm sitting here with a legal pad. I got it all written out. Great stuff, Joe. And, and, Joe, um, you haven't, we got to let you go, but you haven't mentioned – uh, there's a duo of anthem singers. There's Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know how much research uh, Dustin has done on this, but that is his favorite wager. I can't let you go without asking. Yeah, it's a great question. So here's what happens. Normally the rehearsal information leaks on either Friday or Saturday before the Super Bowl, which is when we get these massive wagers down. Generally it's been Saturday, but last year it came out of left field, and the rehearsal info came out today. 
So I'd say watch social media because the gamblers are going to get their hands on this, and eventually the market's going to move. The market's going to be on top of this as well. So as soon as the rehearsal information leaks, it's coming out. But one caveat this year, we're hearing rumors that the rehearsals are going to be done on Zoom, and they might not be done in person. So whoever it is that's in the building that has gotten this information out to all of us over the last few years, it's going to be a different scenario. So who knows if we even get it. So just be patient. Keep your eyes on social media. Uh, if it, trust me, if the info's out there, it's going to leak. But um, this could be a different year with the way they go about it. But it all comes down to those rehearsal time, boys. So that's what I'll be doing the next few days. If you're watching me on TV or anything else, I'm going to be focused squarely on these rehearsal times. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> You're the best. All right, boys. Love you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Best of luck to everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, what a great conversation with Joe. And it was really more one-sided. And David, Zach Maskovich of WESH, a reporter in Florida, was outside Raymond James Stadium on Friday. Mm -hmm. And he tweeted out a time of 2 minutes and 16 seconds for the uh, anthem, and um, apparently there were a rush of bets because that would be two sixteen would be significantly over the uh, the time, and ah. so that caused a rush of bets, and the yeah. rush of bets made the books turn tail and change that number immediately, and now you'd be very hard pressed to find anything below two sixteen. <laughs> So. Eric, Eric Church, Church is a cool guy. He's going to take his time. He's not going to be rushed. He's not going to feel the anxiety. So I think the I think that's probably wise. You know, two sixteen. I bet you it's going to be closer to two eighteen, two nineteen, because he's just going to. Do take you his know him? Sweet time. Are you uh, familiar with his career? Oh yeah, Eric Church. Yeah, I'm a country music fan, Molly. So every okay. country music fan who who follows it at all knows a lot about Eric Church. He's been around for a while. He's a star. Um, he is wearing a pair of uh, of Air Jordans, like a first-run pair of Air Jordans during his performance. That's what uh, what I have read. So does that mean he's from Carolina or is a friend of Mike's? I I'm, don't know. I'm thinking Carolina, Alabama, or Georgia are pretty safe bets. The actual time that uh, was tweeted out is uh, 2.16.04. Okay. Just for anybody that wanted to make that wager. All right. We're going to <laughs> – it's ridiculous. The anthem. It is Dustin's favorite bet. He says he likes to get off of the win. I told him, why don't you wait for the coin flip? You got half a chance. Um, all right. We're going, to, uh, we're going to tell you who people like in the game. We'll get to picks next. We'll talk about uh, – about uh, the picks we heard from everyone throughout the course of the week, and then we will give our picks, including updated picks. My God, are they changing? Oh, yeah. It's going to be fascinating. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. This week, Mully and Haw got you ready for the Super Bowl 55 matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs with expert analysis from former Bears coach Dave Wanstead. I'm picking the Bucs. Yes, I am. Wow. I think their defense is going to be the difference. I truly do. I think that they're going to give Mahomes more problems at that Tampa Bay defense. They've got guys that can cover on the back end if they get pressure, and there should be pressure. Those linebackers, Monte David and White, those 
Those guys can fly. I just think it's going to be Tampa. Mike Florio. I really think this Tampa Bay defense is going to have a huge, huge impact on what happens with the game. They've improved a lot since they gave up 359 first-half passing yards to Patrick Mahomes in Week 12. They've got a young secondary that's matured. The Chiefs don't have their starting tackles, and the Bucks have a potent pass rush, and it'll be interesting to see if they can put pressure on Patrick Mahomes and get home because Tom Brady always keeps Super Bowls close. And I can't get a good read on this one, but here's hoping that we end up with a great game when it's all said and done. Radio.com NFL insider Armando Salguero. I'm going to root for Tom Brady simply because I'm not a big fan of Bill Belichick. And I want to stick it to Bill Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Lombardi, who are you picking in the Super Bowl? I think Tampa's got to play perfect. They've got to play flawlessly. They've got to create some turnovers. I find it hard to think that the Chiefs are going to have a bad day. I know the tackle situation is problematic, and that's what worries me from saying this will be a route to being this will be a closer game. I think the Chiefs win. I think it's a closer game. I think that's why you'll never see it's, there's a lot of threes out there in terms of the betting line. No one's going to three and a half because I think they think it'll be a field goal game. Dan Pompey. Do you think this could be similar to what the Broncos did to the Panthers, what the Giants did to the Patriots? Could Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul ruin the coronation of the Chiefs and remind people that defense still wins championships yeah i guess i don't see the bucks as a big underdog you know i see them as two teams that aren't that far apart i think it's going to be a close game and i think you know the fact that you've got two quarterbacks who are outstanding in the clutch to me means it should come down to the last two minutes of the game and who will you take? I'm riding with the Bucks. Kyle Turley. Do you have a prediction for the game? Who's going to win? Uh, you know, come on. I mean, you can't bet against TP12, TP right? I mean, it's destiny. But go Chiefs. It's my team. Uh, you know, I've spent two great years there. I love that fan base. love that city and that team. It, it is, you know, just special with Patrick Mahomes back there. Some bumps with losing their tackle. But, you know, hopefully the Chiefs can as good a shot as anybody's ever tried. But I don't think TP's going to let this one go. Mark Herzlick, the former Giants linebacker. Okay, who wins the Super Bowl? I'm kind of going with the underdog, but I got Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to win because I think that their defensive line is going to be impressive. I think that they are going to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. The biggest problem is how do you going to stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? I don't know what that answer is. I don't think you can stop Kansas City. But I just think that right now Tampa Bay is playing their best football. And anytime Tom Brady is rolling going into this Super Bowl game, he has proven that he's able to do some great things. So I'm picking Tampa Bay 31-27. Radio.com Sports betting insider Nick Costos. I kind of don't think Tampa Bay can win this game if it goes under the total. Like, I feel confident in Kansas City scoring enough to get this game over. The argument that people have is, well, last year Kansas City won the Super Bowl 31-20. It went under. Yeah, also Jimmy Garoppolo was missing wide open receivers the entire game. Like, Tom Brady's not going to miss those receivers. And if he hits the pass at the end of the game, it's 31-27, and we're having an entirely different conversation about the total in this Super Bowl here. I would never bet the under. In fact, I have already bet the over. And if you want to bet the over here, I'd probably look to get it now, honestly. 55 and a half or 56 over at Bet Rivers. That's only going to go up on Sunday because the public's going to want to bet the over, of course. So if you want to bet that over, I would look to get it in soon. I actually locked it in yesterday. Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune. 
me, it's just too hard to pick against the Chiefs with all that talent. It's not like Brady was fantastic in the NFC Championship game. I picked Kansas City 31-27. to Mike Golick next. How about that? That's a really interesting turn of events. I'm going really specific with this. 31-31 late in the game. Kansas City has the ball. <laughs> Mahomes takes him down. Field goal. Kansas City wins 34-31. How about that? Because even if I'm wrong, who cares? Matt Burke, the All-Pro Center. My head says the Bucks, but my heart says the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid and this Pat Mahomes kid. He's just special in every way. So might be wishful thinking, but I'm thinking somehow, some way, the Chiefs find a way. And, and plus, when I was in Baltimore, we played the, the Patriots three times in the playoffs. I, I'm, I'll never root for Tom Brady. Joe Fort, he always delivers. Personally, I am going to be playing the Chiefs in this game. There are a variety of reasons. I think they can win it from any way on the field. They can win from in front. They can win from in behind. We've seen it in the playoffs throughout the last two years. These guys, no matter how much they get down, they're never out of it. Sam Farmer from the LA Times, one of God's great men. I really want to take the buck. I feel like the fact that Kansas City doesn't have its two starting tackles, the fact the Bucks were third in the league in sacks, and also the Bucks have forced seven turnovers in the playoffs, that defense, and I think they can cause problems. Plus, if you take Kansas City, which, okay, they're a zombie team. They keep coming after you, and they got so many weapons. But if you take them, you're betting against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I just don't think that's a completely wise bet. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. How much fun was that, David? What a great great week of getting everyone's picks. Yeah. Cross-section of opinions. A lot of people believe uh, in what they predict will happen. And a lot of people, you know, did a lot of research. And we heard more Bucks love than I expected going into the week, Molly, talking to as many different people as we do. And and much of the reasons, many of the, the, the much of the rationale and many of the reasons for picking the Bucks was that nobody wanted to pick against Tom Brady. And I understand that, but I don't think that if you're picking the Chiefs, you're picking against Tom Brady as much as you are picking because of Patrick Mahomes or because of all the weaponry. I don't look at that as a, you know, Tom Brady doesn't play defense, and I think that's the biggest thing is I'm not picking the Chiefs 31-27 because it's against Tom Brady. It's more so because I just don't believe that Buccaneer defense, as special as it might be at times, can consistently stop the Chiefs for four quarters. I got it down. I got three in the hook, so I took the points. I took Tampa plus three and a half because of the hook. I just checked Bet Rivers. It's three, and it is 56. The point spread and the over-under has not changed since wow. uh, since the week began. So that's very interesting that there's no big push. There were a couple of big bets uh, that came in on Tampa earlier in the week, but nothing that was really going to move the line. And um, I'm talking about, like, million-dollar bets. So, you know, you got to wait and see what the, what the uh, Sharps do. They like to wait until, uh, uh, you know, half an hour before the game and try to get the best number they can. But I think that, um, I think that the over, I like your over and, uh, and I like three in the hook. You like four, but I got three in the hook. I'll take it. Anything okay, so, over three. So three in the hook, you're taking that. So that's, that's the way that you're, that's how you make some money. But if you're yeah. watching the game on your couch, enjoying your snacks, drinking your beverage of choice, yes. talking to your children, uh, boring your wife. No, I'm just kidding. What will the score be? As you watch it on TV, what will the score be, do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be like a 30-27. 
that kind of thing. So I like right. the, instead of 56, I'm going 57. I I just I I, I chose my gambling proposition, but I um I who will I be cheering for is a totally different story, and I think I'm cheering for the story, and the story is Tom Brady at the tender age of 43. Uh, I think that's a better story. It's not that I don't like Pat Mahomes and I don't wish the Bears had him. I just think this whole season has been a remarkable story, and it ends up that Tom is at the center of it. I agree with you. That's a better story because that's historic. And if that happens, my goodness sakes. And I wonder about the ripple effects. I wonder how many teams out there, as you have brought up uh, this past week, about who's going to go out and think they're one quarterback away. Certainly the, the Los Angeles Rams are using the Brady rationale when they went out and they got Matthew Stafford. So we'll wait and see. That would be a great narrative. I just think the story we're going to talk about tomorrow morning when we were back at 5 a.m., 5 to 9, Mullion Hall, is that Patrick Mahomes, is he going to be the greatest ever on this course and the back-to-back championships first time in 17 years since the Patriots, the Chiefs dynasty, Chiefs kingdom, if you will. Tomorrow morning we'll be talking about that. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, David. I hope we're maybe talking about a quarterback move with the Bears, too. We'll yeah. get into that. I know a lot of people pumped up. Westwood won the place to be. They've got their pregame next, and you're going to hear the Super Bowl right here on the score and we will be with you tomorrow morning 5 a.m to break it all down great time david to today good fun couple hours want to thank everyone involved including michael rankin for for his great work and uh and we will be catching up tomorrow morning very early it's mully and haw chicago sports radio six seven of the score thank you very much this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.